I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Well, on the six-year anniversary of Portugal becoming a European champion, we bring you This Just In, our Sunday weekend recap, speculation, look-ahead, story time, walk-down-memory-lane version of this show. I'm Brennan Dunlop. James Sharman is away today. Dan Wong is away today. They are victims of the most reliable internet in the country, if you're to believe the advertising, that can no longer be played on any platform. But thankfully, two guys that use another internet service are with me, Craig Forrest and Jimmy Brennan. You guys make a lot of good decisions. I'm glad that when it comes to your internet provider, you made a good decision too. Who would have thought, eh, Craig? All of a sudden, you and your bad internet, now you're the winner here. Hey, it's Rogers. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys doing this record uh, at a different time. We've missed out on, on Charms, uh, probably because he's eating dinner at 4 o'clock. I'm uh, jumping in the car to drive to Hamilton to go uh, to a dinner. So I appreciate you catering to my schedule for once, boys. <laughs> very much. That so. just goes to show you that Stacks and I have fuck all to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're just losers. <laughs> I mean, you can yeah, look we'll, at it that we'll way. We'll do it whatever time. But let's be honest. I look at it as more just dedication. You are such dedicated professionals as players, and it's only continued now in your professional podcasting arena. Well, thanks a lot, B. Yeah, sounds better when you say it like that. Yeah, yeah that was my intention. Uh, I want to get to a million things. Honestly, there, there's a, a lot, and it's not just speculation, which is nice, but there, there'll be a little bit. We'll get to it, of course. Um Friday was an interesting night. Rarely after 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast, Craig, do we have three games worth watching. But I had the Canadian women on the TV. I had El Trafico on the iPad, I think. And I had the uh, Whitecaps on the phone all at 10.45 at night on Friday. Yeah, it was nice, eh? It was. I did feel a little distracted. Uh, I think the, the Whitecaps, on the, maybe on the smallest monitor and maybe lowest on the pegging order for me, had the, the least of my attention. But the women did the job, punched the ticket, qualified for the World Cup, next summer's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Their eighth straight World Cup qualification. Well, they didn't make it easy, did they, Craig? No, but, you know, it's going to get more difficult for them. Um, 
the world is definitely getting better. It's catching up. Mm. We're going to find that in CONCACAF. It's going to be more competitive for them, which is not a bad thing all in all. Um, but the World Cup is really where, if they're going to make some prize money, that's really where it is. That's where it's at. You know, the Olympic Games doesn't make the Canadian Soccer Association anything. The players, I think, for gold got $20,000 each. Once they get one of the Olympics, they become part of the Canadian Olympic uh, team and nothing to do with the Canadian Soccer Association. So, although this is really good, they haven't really performed brilliantly at the World Cup since. I mean, their best finish was 2003 when they finished fourth. But when you go back to 95, even group stage, 99 group stage, 2003 fourth. Then they were group stage again, 07. 2015, they uh, were in the quarterfinals when they hosted it. And then uh, round to 16 last time. So they really want to perform at the World Cup, uh, as much as the Olympics is nice, this is a, a big chance for them. I think it's unfair. Don't you think, Jimmy, that Wonger often takes the piss out of Craig's memory, but he just rifled off all of those those stats from the top of his head? I'm uh, Any women's performance of the World Cup. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> Caught me totally off guard. <laughs> I remember covering that 3 one That was Christine Sinclair's first. Isn't it seven? Is this a seven? The seventh one consecutive that they've qualified eight. it's the, the eighth for eighth? the team yeah that's incredible the, well she'll be looking to score in six right wow. first her first one was oh three and marta and her are the only players i think to score in a world cup five times and uh went bet against you know the team trying to find a way to get sinky on the score sheet to make it six right it's going to be an interesting team. It'll it'll be a little different from the from the Olympic team. Obviously, it will be exactly two years removed from that. Um, but it's it's building in the right direction. Obviously, we talk about this all the time and how exciting it is to see these players getting bigger opportunities overseas yeah. in Europe. There'll still be some movement, um, probably before things get settled, and then a brand new Champions League season. That if it's anything like the last Women's Champions League season, will be just be honestly great. incredible, right? You know, I, I agree with with what Craig's saying as well. It's it's going to get harder and harder. Um, mm-hmm. with all these domestic leagues around the world that's coming to fruition now and giving more opportunities for for these these young women to to play professional football um it will be difficult but i think at the same time the canadians have got a every every young talented player that we have they've got to get them into these leagues as quick as possible mm-hmm. you know so that we don't fall behind we're we're actually pushing our our own forward and, and getting them playing for these top clubs yeah, good point. And, and the coverage of the Euro uh, going on over in uh, England right now, women's Euro is just uh, a different level. We've not seen this before and the popularity of the game over there and the support and the away fans. And it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, if, if you go on your usual soccer news websites, probably if there's 10 articles, the first six are of this women's Euro tournament. And if you're just on a general sports page, if there's 10 sports articles, at least one of them, is about this women's Euro tournament. I don't ever remember remember that at all. No. Olympics, World Cup, if your nation was involved, yes. Yeah. Well, they held it in 2005, last time England, and they couldn't already sell tickets. Yeah. That's so 77,000 at Old Trafford. Yeah. Right, for England and their opener. There was games with less than 1,000 people at them in 2005. So in 17 years, it's exploded, which is great. No, it's it's had such a huge effect. Mm-hmm. Um, as have we. Have you guys noticed the the footy prime effect? I mean, 
Jimmy, since joining us, you probably realize that you're a busier but a happier person <laughs> since working with us. That's what that's one effect. Uh, I often think that my moral code is a lot better than I used to believe, but the more time I spend with Wonger. But also the other very noticeable footy prime effect is uh, come on the show and all of a sudden you can become a goal scorer. Julia Grosso had scored one goal for Canada that doesn't count uh, as an official goal because it was the gold medal winning penalty. And now she's a goal scorer. Three, three goals since coming on the show with us in two games. Yeah, we'll just tell the viewers that uh, or the listeners that we, we had a good chat with her after the show passed on some experience and knowledge and she's listened well done (laughs) (laughs) footy prime for your laughs and goal scoring advice yeah (laughs) yeah it's all up from here yeah yeah it is so canada's got one game left in this um in the group stage they play costa rica monday night but they've clinched a semifinal spot so that ticket is punch. The, the way the Olympic qualifying works out, there's only 12 teams qualify for the Olympics overall, right? So the winner, only the CONCACAF winner, is assured an Olympic berth. If you make the final, there's another qualifying route. But to punch that Olympic ticket, only the winner of this CONCACAF W tournament does that. So they could do that, and they can kind of rest easy. That would be nice. But still a couple of entertaining competitive games to watch. Did you watch any MLS this weekend? I did Toronto. not. You yeah, didn't, you didn't watch the game that was supposed to be Lorenzo Insigne's debut? Because I bet you 17,000 of those people that turned up at BMO Field thought he was playing. 100% he's, they did. He's going to play five games this year. <laughs> Don't say that, Craig. Don't say that. With all of the moves they're doing here to reinvent the wheel uh, in the middle yeah. of the season? Yeah. It was yeah, good. I, it was good. good game. I enjoyed it last night. Um, I was sitting right behind Westbrook in the seats there, first row, sitting with a good friend of mine, Camilo, um, goalkeeping coach. And to see them concede that late Uh, in the last few minutes of the game, I felt he could have had it. The way that it went in, went right right beside his waist. Camilo Camilo was trying to explain it to me, but I was like adamant, no. Mm. I think he could have got it. (laughs) (laughs) He should have saved it. But two two, and I mean it's unfortunate because you know they called they clawed their way back into it, and and uh, and San Jose is a decent side as well. They're a decent side. It's funny because I, one of their players, Shea Salinas, was warming up, and uh, he's looking over at me, and I'm looking at him, and where I must be about maybe 15 feet from him, and he's looking over, and he gives me a little nod. I get up and I walk over as he's warming up. I said, "How you doing, pal?" And he goes, "Yeah, good." And, you know what's going on? I said, "Not much." I said, "How you doing?" He goes, "I remember you big time, eh?" I said, "Yeah." I said, I "Remember playing against you, a great little player." He goes, "No, you broke my nose." <laughs> and I went, "I said, I'm sorry, what?" He goes, "You broke my nose." He goes, "Look at my nose." I was like, "Oh, come on, look here. You're still a handsome man." This thing was crooked, like I mean, <laughs> like tree branch all over the place. I said, "Did I do that?" He goes. Yeah, you did. And he goes off, right? And he continues warming up. So I go sit down. I was like, oh, Jesus. I said, I don't think he, he likes me very much. And he comes back over. 2008, Charleston. <laughs> he goes, we were playing the game. He goes, I went by you twice. You told me you were going to get me. And then he goes, as I went to get by you, he goes, you threw out this elbow. And he goes, my nose was splattered on my face. I said, you got him. Oh, I got him good. And I went, look, kid. I said, here's the thing. I said, you're a young buck, loads of talent. I said, you beat me once, then you went at me again, and then you had this little cheeky smile on your face. 
And I said, I had to give you one just to let you know I was there. And he went, I'll tell you one thing, Brandon, he goes, it really humbled me. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that. Yeah. What a story. That uh, was quite funny, man. I'm glad I'm glad you had a moment. That's that's the advantage of being yeah. so close to the action, man. Yeah. But you know, the good thing is, and I said it to him, I said, look, I said, you you've had a great career, and it's it's amazing to see that you're still going and still playing. And um, that nose is still crooked. And it's still crooked. And every time he looks in that mirror, he's thinking of Jimmy B. <laughs> He's probably got a voodoo doll at home just stabbing it. I wonder if I'm getting pains all over my body. Uh, you can oh, get man. that fixed. <laughs> he's 36 years old now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shea yeah. Salinas. He's, he's been at, uh, I, I remember with Vancouver, I didn't think it was as long ago as it was, 2011. Yeah. And he's been at San Jose since. Yeah. Great, great player. Really, really good player. Yeah. Intelligent. Very intelligent player. That league, that league is so close. You know, there really isn't a lot in it between teams. You know, San Jose are struggling this year. Toronto is struggling, but you know, with a couple of results, both of them would bang up a little bit. You know, it's it's a tough league to uh, put a run of wins together. Yeah, yeah, it is. But if you're able to put a stretch together, you can make up some ground really quickly. And obviously, mm-hmm. that's what Toronto FC is really looking to do. Yeah. When are they going to hit the guns? Hey, well they're they're pulling they're pulling a lot of triggers in boardrooms, making moves. I think yeah. uh, we all got excited. I can't remember if we were talking about it uh, on our show when Stephen Caldwell had hinted that Toronto FC were looking at bringing Mark Anthony K into the mix. They pulled that off on on Friday, I think it was. Um, it was an expensive trade though; it wasn't cheap to get him. But Mark Anthony K proved when he played under Bob Bradley at LAFC that he's a hell of a midfielder. We've seen it, you know, in, uh, in in stints for the national team that he's uh, got a ton of quality. But TFC had to give up quite a bit to get him. Ralph Preso and a million bucks in the gammon tam money, however you want to split that up, plus mm-hmm. an international roster spot and a draft mm-hmm. pick uh, yeah. for next season as well. So yeah. what do you think of the trade overall, Jimmy? Listen, I, I think, you know, I, I like Mark Anthony. Um, I didn't realize how good he was until I actually saw him when he was playing at LAFC and there were some games I was watching and he was just bossing it. Um, went to Colorado, obviously didn't work, work out for him to, you know, and they didn't, I don't think they got the, the full potential out of Mark Anthony, but if Bob and his staff can get Mark Anthony playing the way that he was at LAFC, that'd be, it'd be fantastic for the club and yeah. a great addition if they can get, get him flying again. Because and if he's they got do, all the if they do, it'll be looked at as a great trade because they have given up an awful lot. But if it doesn't, then it'll be a failure. But I don't really think that's going to be a failure. I think it's a, it sets up really, really well for Toronto SC and him personally. Yeah, and I would like to see him and Oso and Michael playing together. I think be a very good uh, tandem in the middle of the park or three of them playing be brilliant. Right. There's not the, there's not too many opposition sides that would want to come up against that midfield or feel too confident, I think, going up no. against that midfield. No. But – as you say, at LAFC, he was phenomenal. And if you're putting this trade package together and getting that, Mark Anthony K, this will prove to be a bargain, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree you know? with you 100%. The, the sky is the limit for, for Ralph Preso, obviously. And, you know, we want to see Canadians continue to develop and reach that next level. But he, he's really struggled with the first team opportunities, right? When in the minutes that he, that he got, he wasn't able to kind of reach that potential here. Maybe a change of scenery will. Will be that uh, that push to get him on back on that trajectory, 
So I think when people look at that and say, oh, but you know, Priso's so young, there's so much more left. You're really gambling here. Uh, we've seen, not this past season, not since he's been in Colorado, but we've seen how good Mark Anthony K can be. And that's what they traded for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they're going to seal the deal for Bernardeschi? Apparently, Federico Bernardeschi's agents are in Toronto, his representatives have been in Toronto um, over this weekend. The word is in Italy that they could put pen to paper early this week. What do you think, Craig? Tell you what, that executive box said BMO is going to be worth millions. Is it ever? <laughs> I was thinking yeah. about how much more expensive like their catering costs have probably been this season in comparison. It's like the start of the year, you know, it's just the usual menu, which is like a good menu. But then I'm sure as they're whining and dining, some of these agents and other people and the entourage comes in, like all of a sudden that bill, you guys seen inflation? Have you paid for a restaurant bill lately? Wonger yeah. usually picks them up. But if you see it, it's a hell of a lot more expensive than it used to be. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one thing, though. I was in the tunnel club last night. That food was dynamite. Beautiful pastas, bruschetta, nice. Oh, amazing. Chiquiteri boards. Beautiful. Thanks Beautiful for the food. Thanks for the invite, buddy. I was in the South End drinking, uh, eating a uh, porchetta sandwich for $17. Oh, you wouldn't have liked it. You wouldn't have liked it. You wouldn't have been up your street. <laughs> The food, I'm telling you, it was very, very good. That's where Jimmy goes. Yeah, when I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll go get my dinner. Yeah, say, oh, TFC's playing tonight. <laughs> Free dinner. No, it worked out. Um, I'm, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad you got a night out, buddy. I did too. It was the first time I stood in the South End actually all season. I've uh, been to a few games this year, but my my old original seats I've not, uh, not been to. And uh plan to for the rest of the summer. Catch uh, Insigne and the rest of the the Calcio takeover of TCC, excuse me, T TFC, Toronto Cal- <laughs> Toronto Calcio Club. You know those shirts are going to be flying around Woodbridge. Someone will be printing them off. Everybody's got a T-shirt company up there, right, Jimmy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What do you think of uh, the money that Chelsea is printing off? I mean, we're used to this. This is nothing new. But a brand new owner looking to put their stamp on things. We knew that Todd Bowley was going to spend a lot of money. I don't think in the past. Roman would have allowed Chelsea to be linked in the papers, uh, well, at least in the recent past, with Ronaldo and Neymar and have that be the constant buzz. But they made their first official signing, Craig. Raheem Sterling, Chelsea mm. Blue. Even the sky blue for Chelsea Blue. 45 yeah. million. And mm-hmm. with some, some add-ons, could be a 50 million pound move. But I think that's, for a, for a football decision, that's a pretty good star signing for his first. I think so. I think so. I think he's at that right age, even from Manchester City's point of view, to let him go at this stage. You know, he's 27, mm-hmm. but the move is going to help him, I think. Um, and also, there's going to be Chelsea uh, as well. It'll be a good move for him. You know, he's got an incredible goal-scoring rate, really, of 91 goals and 225 appearances, league appearances for City. And that's for a guy that it, I don't think he's the best finisher in the world. Right. I don't, you know, if he if he was, I, I think he had another thirty on there, and he, but he's not an out and out striker either. I mean, he's very. You could put him in all sorts of different places: attacking midfield, out wide, winger, up top. So he's uh, very versatile. I think he's a. He works out really, really well. I think for both sides. I think this is a good signing. Jimmy, what do you think? No, I agree. I think uh, he's he's proven to be one of the best players in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, and I think he he brings a dimension that that Chelsea needs. You know that that individual that's got the pace, football IQ that can get in behind and, and cause havoc. And 
and you and Greg's right. You know, would you you wouldn't say he's a prolific goal scorer, but I think with the team that he was playing, a lot yeah. of the goals that he scored had players around him just putting on a platter for him. And I think you and I could have scored them, Craig. Dunlop, not sure, but you know, Craig, you and I <laughs> definitely could have bagged a few. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. His head just dropped again. <laughs> I bet you Danny would be good for a five a year. Oh, uh, Danny, they'd set you up, man. They would set you up. This is the thing. See, when I so my on my Tuesday night co-ed league team, which is very good, <laughs> Here we go. talented team. <laughs> any anytime apart from playing with UX pros, anytime I've played at like a higher level. I, I get goals. I've I've uh I scored uh twice on assists from Kaylin Kyle. She played one night on my co-ed league team. Um, I, f- I feel like I feel like that's it. So you might you might be right. Get me in a get me in a squad of real talents, and I might be good to tap one in. Or I probably would replicate a move that you may have seen in the Canadian Premier League on Sunday, <laughs> where instead of poking the ball over the line, uh, I cleared it off of the line. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody hasn't seen that yet, check out that. Yeah, it is. It's hard to explain. Like, it really is. The ball is like almost in, and he's managed to clear the ball off the line (laughs) instead of putting it. Like, it's you. Like, how would would you describe it? So, Rigi goes in, has a little, you know. The bump in with the goalkeeper. The keeper's on his back. The ball's rolling in. Rigi ends up in the net. And then the right winger for Valor comes in and clears the ball off the line. <laughs> he just tried to toe poke it in the back of the net and he cleared ends it off the line. the line. Brilliant defensive clearance for the <laughs> offensive player. But yeah. I, you know, I was even watching his foot thinking, okay, was he trying to use maybe the outside of his foot and just put it? Yeah. But it, it was a proper clearance. <laughs> Do you think he forgot what end he was at? I don't know. Like, did his mind switch off? We've seen this in in basketball, right? Where some someone puts the ball in in their own in their own net, like you just get spatially turned around. But in that situation, where your team is attacking and you are attacking the net, I don't understand how that can happen. There's nobody around him. <laughs> and and the thing is too, which makes it even worse, is if. If he didn't even go near the ball, the ball would have rolled in because it was Wait. just crossing over the line. Yeah, it was three He raced in to clear it. He like sprinted. <laughs> if you've not seen this play, it's on the Footy Prime Twitter account um, by the time you listen to this. So uh, we'll scroll up and, and see this play between Valor and Halifax in the yeah. Canadian Premier League on Sunday. And the commentator, Shocker. Gareth Wheeler, nailed. I mean, he said, no, I no, it wasn't Wheeler. That Wasn't was, it? Uh, no, that was Adam Jenkins. Oh, okay. Jenkins, he says, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this sort of thing before. And he's absolutely right. I've never seen anything. I've like never that. seen anything like this in my life of football. Never. No. I've done that two yards out. <laughs> and, and actually, Adam Jenkins did see that because he was playing that night with Drywall FC. This is early in the pandemic. And I remember him saying, at that time, I don't. I've never seen anyone do that before. I just came came rushing in, and the ball bounced up. All it needed was a nudge across the line, and I need it out for a throw in. Well, <laughs> nothing wrong with that compared to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that I, I'm the silver medal now. I only have this, the silver medal for that. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Did, Did Valor you, uh, who ended up winning the game? Or no, is it so, even... they're so 
they're still uh, still playing. Sixty eighth minute, nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> they should give him a third. Give him a third of a goal. <laughs> that's it's hard to live that down. So you know, what happens when there is like a a real you know blunder like that? Like Torres when he you know the, the famous one. Um, I forget who was on the call now. Was it? Uh, it's, a, it's a famous color commentary call. Like, get him a get him a shovel, a spade, and dig. Just bury him. Like, you just want to disappear. Um, yeah. Do Do you let it sit? Like, he knows he messed up. He knows he's wrong. So, what is it? Twenty four hours before you can take the piss out of him? Like, what is the what's the limit to me? I mean, I, my reaction there was: I, I think I would be just staring at him in disbelief of what I just witnessed. <laughs> That's, that's, then, that was the look on Richie's face. I think everybody just staring at him going, What's, what did you just do? Yeah. And I don't think he would have an answer for it because I think not. it would be just like a total brain fart where he just went. Yeah, oh, and oh it's not God. really like taking the piss definitely comes down the road. But when he comes in the dressing room, there's no taking the piss. It's what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like seriously. like <laughs> It's almost impossible what we just witnessed there to yeah. do. At but least it's going to go viral. Yeah, oh. the, you know it's good publicity for the league, right? There's no no such thing as bad publicity when you're <laughs> yeah. looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're going to see hey, that on, on the variety I, shows in England all weekend. I bet you next match he's playing right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're not going up. You're not playing right wing anymore. No but chance. But see the next brilliant defensive clearance if he gets the opportunity this season, hopefully sooner rather than later to correctly defensively clear a ball off the line he'll be celebrated right well unless he, he kicks it the way he did there and <laughs> scores <laughs> that could happen that could happen well uh, maybe he's uh you know at least buying Richie dinner tonight maybe maybe that's what comes out of it in the prem i'm assuming that you guys are buying the whole team dinner but the canadian premier league just just the one guy whose goal you took it away you're going to boost your juice <laughs> Yeah, can't afford a dinner for the whole team. Yeah. Uh, um, Man City have no shortage of money. You'd think that they'd be able to give every one of their high-priced signings their own unveiling, um, but they did a group unveiling today. It's a f- flex of muscle, and when you when you've got coveted names like uh, Julian Alvarez and Erling Holland, I guess you can do that. Calvin Phillips didn't make the unveiling, um, but they did uh, three. They signed a, a new keeper as well, Man City. But the attention on, on Holland is obviously going to be there. It's still weird to see him in sky blue, uh, posing with it. It looks it looks fake. And I don't know if it's just City, because it was the same thing with Grealish. When they did the Grealish unveiling, which was a video because of COVID, it seemed like it was just a bad dream commercial. I don't know if that was just for me. But Probably this seems for weird, you. Too. Just for you, because you saw him in the Villa shirt for so long and so often. But it is weird. Yeah, yeah it is. It is uh, strange. But, Do you uh, think... I think he's going to be uh, an absolute star at City. I don't think he'll miss a beat. I think he'll settle in right away. No, with, with that squad, we're talking about Sterling and scoring goals. You could put him up top there and with his goal-scoring ratio as it is and mm-hmm. add that team in there as well. Sterling's at Chelsea. I know you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just talking about him having a lineup that was helping him. I knew, I knew what you meant, Greg. I know you did. Like three days ago, Brendan. Three days. 
Oh, cut me a Merlin. You can never spot a runner, could you? <laughs> oh, I was fishing with a 10 pound test line and using a rapala. <laughs> what movie is that from? Uh, it's not from a movie. Oh, okay. Using a little bit of minnow sand. <laughs> Anyways, what do you think? Proceed. Jimmy? About Holland, do you think he's going to hit the ground running like Craig predicts? Going to be able to have the impact on the prem that he had in the Bundesliga? No, didn't I say that before? Didn't I say that I think it's going to take him time to settle in? I said no doubt he's going to he'll get his goals, but I think he'll take a little bit of time to to settle in. Mm-hmm. How many goals is he going to get this year, Jimmy? I would sure. say fifteen. Just fifteen Premier League goals. What do you think? Fifteen to eighteen. I don't think he'll be Golden Boot. Okay. I think he gets 20 easy. I mean, look, I'd like to be proven wrong because there's nothing better than watching games when they're banging in goals left, right, and center. Right. There will be goals. We do that often with you. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever have an unveiling when you move clubs? Uh, Jimmy, you're big unveiling at Toronto FC, obviously, a bit different. Um, But that was uh, the the big presser. You You were the first official signing. For Toronto FC, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what what was the what was the shebang? You had uh, all the all four of us soccer press in Canada, and then they had uh, twenty five other sports people. Correct. Was it the ACC? What was the deal? No, I think it was at the Scallywags. <laughs> was it Scallywags or the Foggy Dew on King? Oh, okay. I think it was then I was outside. Was that just Mo? That might have been just Mo's unveiling. Might have been Mo. And then I we stopped a streetcar and they asked me to juggle. I had these beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Italian leather shoes on. So that ball was <laughs> it was going on. They almost look. They almost look like Aladdin shoes. The ball was all over the place. Ali Baba's. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who's this guy trying to juggle? <laughs> yeah. Can you do it three times, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> Kept on hitting my toe because it had those, you know, those those nice shoes with a little curl on the toe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every time I was juggling, it was like booting me back in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the tester. If it's a nice pair of shoes, if you can't do keepy uppies in it, maybe you know you'll be caught in a situation like that where you're on a streetcar doing yeah. a photo op, and all of a sudden the shoes shoes burn you. I remember Moe's press conference, and uh, remember the first. I want to say five, six games were on the road, weren't they? Yeah. That opening season. And he said, uh, we're going to win games. We're going to score goals. We're going to come back to BMO with points. They didn't come back with any points or goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was fun. Wasn't it? Yeah. But you then can- when Dickie was finally scored. Do you remember that day? What what it felt like going to the the stadium that day? Like it was it was building. You could you could tell just within the squad alone. Like you all uh, wanted to just be done with it. You just you know, wanted I'll, to I'll be honest. And move on. The the atmosphere. I don't think I've ever experienced an atmosphere like that. That that day in that match when he scored, there was just so much tension with the players, the staff, the fans. Mm. Um, it was amazing. Goal, it was goal, amazing. Wasn't it? When that goal yeah. went in and the, the seat cushions were flying everywhere. And it was like we, we won the league, man. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me, uh, really me and Nigel Reed were calling the game for CBC and the seat cushions were coming flying down. And 
it was just perfect. Yeah. I really, really felt like, I mean, as bad as Toronto was leading into that and for that moment, I mean, obviously the fans were going to give a little bit of a longer leash in their first year, but there was just this feeling that this is here to stay. Yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. I remember the exact same stacks when we uh, we came in and, you know, it was just, it was amazing atmosphere. And I remember sitting there and I was like, oh, we did it, man. Like fo- football's here. Mm-hmm. Football's not going anywhere. These These fans get it. And they were knowledgeable. They got the game, you know? Because mm-hmm. you don't know what to expect sometimes, you know when you when you you're in the states or other places, and you know when yeah. your football was just starting off, and they, they don't know when to clap, they don't know when to stand, they don't know, you know, if a team's breaking on a counter, and you know in Europe, they, the fans see the play and they're standing up as you as you start breaking forward because they read the game as well, and and it just felt like these these fans, the majority of them, they they get the game, they understand football. Um, and that's when we all said, look, fo- football's here, man. We, this is it. And it really raised the bar around the rest of the league, right, Craig? Like, you remember the teams that came in afterwards, yeah. Seattle, um, there's a few of the other big ones at that time that uh, escaped me now. I'm in Portland a couple of years later, obviously. But I think Seattle, San Jose came back after that. And there was a, this expectation that you got to have a strong South End. you got to have multiple supporters clubs that have their own culture and their own rivalries amongst each other. Mm-hmm. And you got to make it an atmosphere. And every yeah. every team, you know, raised their bar because of that. Yeah, Toronto FC did that. There's no question. And I think Don Garber, it's, it's surprised him and, and most of Major League Soccer. Because, I mean, you can mm-hmm. go back to the early days of Major League Soccer. It was always going to be the Southern Estates, the Hispanics that were going to support it. That's what they thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Even when they put Chivas in L.A., is mm-hmm. Stupid as that seems now looking back at it, because it's like, well, all the Mexicans are going to come and support Chivas. No, no. Chivas fans will support Chivas. They don't get it. They didn't get it. You're not a Chivas fan and you're Mexican. You're not going there. You might go to a Galaxy game, but you're not going to Chivas. Yeah. And then the northern teams started banging in Seattle, you know, Vancouver, Toronto, Minnesota, and the success of those northern teams sort of changed the way MLS thought about the expansion of where they were going. Mm-hmm. And the, the usual Florida's, which has never been a great sports state, Texas has failed there, MLS. I mean, remember Tampa Bay Mutiny went under. Mm-hmm. Miami yeah. had a team went under. Dallas went under. Yeah. So That's right. it really has been the northern states that have really cemented, to, I think, what's going on in the league and why we're seeing the, yeah. the fees up to, what, 350 million now yeah that's yeah. right i think also too what tfc they they did it right where it wasn't it wasn't families sitting there with their kids you know having popcorn and a hot dog you know that south that south end was was guys 25 to 35 years old they were out there drinking beer you know they had the flares going and shirts off you know okay. shirts mm-hmm. off and you know, the capital's going nuts and, you know, it, it was just the atmosphere that they brought and, and it was kind of that demographic that, that they went after and, and they got mm-hmm. them. And if you look now, what's happening with TFC is those guys that started in 2007, well, now they're married, they've got kids and their kids now are starting to come to the game. And so now you're getting that next generation of Toronto FC fans that are starting to come through. And it's, yeah. I mean, that's how you build it, right? Yeah. You have to build that history, don't you? You have to have yeah. those years and success 
failure, success, failure, whatnot. You have to really, really put those years in and build the history. That's why you look at, you know, the National Hockey League or Major League Baseball, and they've got that history behind them. But MLS is slowly but surely getting there. There's yeah. two or three people that said that to me last night to me, like, oh, I haven't seen you in this section. Thought you had kids, bud. You must have had kids. Thought that's what took you away, eh? Can't stand <laughs> in the South End with a baby. <laughs> now these now these kids are high school age. Like yeah. uh, there was, you know, a few kids in the. I'm up in the high rows, and there was there was always a few that would uh, would bring the kids. And now, you know, uh, a baby when you were playing season one, season two, and now mm-hmm. the. Yeah. 13, 14 years old, well, trying to... 100%. Like, I, I look at, you know, even my son. I had Phoenix when, when I was at TFC. He's mm-hmm. he's turning, he's 14. And he's a TFC fan, all him and his buddies. Yeah. Right? They, they don't know any different. They've always had a, a team, which yeah. is just phenomenal. That, that's exactly what we wanted. And it was the goal that we thought that we could get to in Canada. But that's, uh, that's where we're at right now. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So he's only known TFC as a winning team. Really, yeah. right? He's conscious. Not, uh, yeah, not, not since dad. No, not since dad. <laughs> did you ever ask it? Hey, dad, what, did you guys ever get What was it like back then? Did you, no. know your, did you know you guys already won a game for five? five no, I just I just keep walking and by the wall of Arno where my name's sitting on it. There's <laughs> <laughs> your dad, son. Yeah. Forget every, about the results and what every, happened. Every time he brings a, a new buddy to the game, you make sure you enter on that north end of the stadium so you go past the yeah. wall. Pretty soon, pretty soon a couple of letters are going to start coming off. The yeah, I just saw him, I just saw him videos of my European days. <laughs> Black and white. Yeah, there's your dad at Norwich and Forest, and just keep watching those. <laughs> Some memorable moments, man. Um, talking about though, LA. Did you see El Trafico at all? It's become it's become must watch. But talk about atmosphere. There's a couple of great videos before it started, and if you and you know those. The high up kind of shots, you'd never know it was Los Angeles. If you if you didn't see it tagged, you would have named fifteen other places that you could call football hotbeds. Mm-hmm. It's really awesome what they've been able to build in such a short period of time in a city where it looked impossible to have two clubs. But as you said, Craig, they just got it wrong with that angle. And LFC, LAFC learned from every one of those mistakes. They absolutely right. did. I think you're right. The mistakes they made, and then and then what they've done, right from the actual design of the stadium itself, is absolutely brilliant. And then the fandom and the way they brought the fans as part of the club in, uh, you know, and the, oh, it's just it's fantastic. It really is. I think when you look in England too. There's Premier League clubs uh, would love to see, you know, stands and a stadium like that. I mean, there's several Premier League teams that don't have grounds anywhere near that good. Well, look at Fulham. Yeah. Fulham, yeah. Right. Bournemouth yeah. when they were there. Yeah. They, they would love to have it. I Burnley, mean, that's one. All those places, yeah. you know. That's one one club that I would actually love to fly out and watch a game and go see. Mm-hmm. Might, it looks amazing. I, I was looking forward to this. I'm going to be in LA next month. And I looked up the calendar. I'm only there for four days. And they're playing Cl- Club America in the League's Cup, which is this, uh, you know, how do you describe it? One of these created summertime tournaments, right? But I get it to get everybody out. And uh, I think Chivas is playing the Galaxy. And I assumed that this would be at their stadium, but they're doing it at where the Rams play. They're doing it at SoFi, the NFL stadium. So it's just this big extravaganza. So now I don't feel the same allure to go to this friendly. No. But I would like to see Bale. And if you're going to see LAFC for the first time, going up against the biggest club in Mexico, it's not too bad. 
Is that a, a, a diff, completely different promoter? Is this is that why? I don't know if it's a diff, different promoter. Um, it looks like it's a double bill. It looks like both these games are in the same day. Oh, yeah. Okay. Leaks up. It's one. It's you know. There's. I guess there's always these. Um, they always have these summer tournaments, right? These uh, yeah. where they try and match up with the European European teams that are doing their preseason. Yeah. Um, this obviously doesn't include a European team. It's the middle of both of their seasons, which is funny to me. So who's hold on a minute? So LAFC, LA Galaxy are playing two Mexican teams. Correct. And it's going to be the same day. Same day. Are you That's not asking for trouble, or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're going for? <laughs> it's it seems shocking, yeah. But maybe they're thinking, you know, seventy thousand, eighty thousand state seat NFL stadium. Maybe they can divide it up. But yeah, Chivas is playing the Galaxy, and Club America is playing is playing LAFC. And if Gareth- so, four teams that hate each other, <laughs> and for a tournament that doesn't mean anything. Uh, that's right. Maybe they're thinking because it's a friendly that maybe the fans will be friendlier. So this is some naive American going, hey, let's all play in the sandbox and let's all bail. Bail teeing it out that day. He's not going to be fucking playing part of that, is he? Did you see him out celebrating? Um, the team initiated him by ruining his uh, designer shirt, which I tweeted probably costs as much as the MLS league minimum salary. He was uh he was on the the megaphone to the fans in the end. It was actually a really cool shot. We tweeted on the Footy Prime account, um, and they just soaked him with water as he sang whatever their their match winning song is. Um, but he said uh, um, before I think it was on the on the broadcast uh, just what it's been like. He says I feel like at home. I feel at home straight away. So he must have found the golf courses, Craig. Really oh, he's got a, he's got a golf course. He's like a pitching wedge away every corner of his yard to go to new golf courses. He's an absolute mecca for golf. And he and he's not even gonna have to pay. No. All that I'm, money. More money you have, the less you pay. I wonder if they gave him a new set of clubs as well. And his contract. He's probably got a golf sponsorship, club sponsorship. Yeah, you're right. Right. Chance we got one. Uh I can get you ten percent off. <laughs> uh, off of what a wedge <laughs> oh no i'll get you a whole set i think i paid the twilight fee with you but we went in the morning so that was a good discount that's good i got a yeah. free beer out of it too if i'm not mistaken it was that's a michelob ultra but i got a free uh, i got a free drink out of it michelob ultra that is that that shitty low calorie crap yeah <laughs> tastes like oh water but it's only 50 calories bro it's... but if you're gonna have a beer have a beer yeah but if you're gonna have six and it, it's better isn't it you know but it tastes just tastes awful it's like vodka vodka soda it's like that's like the worst just watered down vodka and everybody's like oh it's only so many calories what are you doing you getting drunk or what <laughs> So uh, not only have you offended future beer sponsors for us, but you've offended uh, anyone in the financial industry that uh, that likes to, to to drink after work. I feel like that's the that's the crowd for that vodka sodas and models. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else want to offend? I don't think we're going to get Michelob Ultra on here, but if we right. do, I tell you what, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing better than a hot summer day than drinking Michelob Ultra. <laughs> yeah. Goes perfect with my salad. Yeah. <laughs> so I know well, I know what not to order then when we go to Beer Fest because I don't need uh, any more of the piss taken out of me hanging out with you guys. Will they have Guinness at Beer Fest? You cannot order a Michelob Ultra at a Beer Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else would take the piss out of you. There's a the choices is. of these amazing beers, and you're going to drink yeah. your 50 calorie. I yeah. never understood that with people that travel. When you travel to a place, like, okay, it's you, you know, the, the Costa Rican lager. Maybe it's not your thing, but you're just going to drink Heineken? Exactly. Hey, stick to what you know. Nah. Is that it? You got to go down. Yeah. When you go to these places, you got to drink the local beer. Exactly. I do but the I, lagers when I travel. I can't do the, the the hoppy beers. No, you know when you're sipping it, smelling. You're a lager uh, guy, aren't you? Flowers and lavender, and they're like, "This is delicious." I'm like, "It's not delicious. It, it's not. It's like you've but, taken a bouquet of flowers, put it in water, and said, smell that and drink it.' No. Yeah, but this is somebody who drinks Michelob Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy or me? You? Well, both of you. <laughs> Jimmy's giving us like uh, he's analyzing beer after I've, telling us he drinks that crap. I've had them before, but Craig, as I said here, I, I had a you know a, a co-ed league campaign to get to the final here. I was just making strategic, physical decisions here. Oh, it was more of a parking lot choice, you know. Oh, I'm preparing right. for the final for the next game. Yeah. My, my, my 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 go-to beers, which I I really enjoy, is Guinness. And I love a Heineken, and I like a Grosch. Okay, I would put two of those on my in my top five on my podium. Guinness number one. Guinness is the top for me as well. Yeah, Guinness I never top. liked it for years when I lived in England. I I just really didn't, and I just didn't drink it. And it was I fell in love with it. It was kind of odd, but I was went to Dublin to the actual Guinness Museum, which is actually really worth going to see. It I thought it would be kind of boring, but it wasn't. It was really good. Then when you get to the very top of uh, overlooking the uh, River Liffey, um, you get uh, there's a pub at the top, and he, they had extra extra cold Guinness, and it was the first time I've ever seen it. So I plowed one of them down and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty low in calories too, Jimmy. Even yeah, though they are contrary to uh, a lot of people's beliefs that they think it's a filling beer, but it's yeah, it's not. No, it's like 120 calories or something. Everybody thinks it's heavy. It's not. Mm. No. No, it actually is a, a light beer when you look at it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's delicious. No, I love it. Well, we got to stop talking about that because uh, you make me want one now. and I've got to sit in the car for an hour and drive. So I've got to get off the beer. Take talk. a road rocket. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mick, grab your dad a Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> talking about just quickly that El Trafico there. Chiellini didn't play, uh, but he... Did you see his media avail? He did a whole bit on Football Americas with Hercules Gomez, who, uh, oh, I guess he didn't play with Hercules. Did you, Jimmy? No. You missed him. No, well, funny played enough, Her Her Hercules uh, Gomez is a, is a good friend of mine. And I had his, uh, I've got his jersey. Okay. And my, my son actually wears it. And I was texting him the other day. I was like, my son's a, a Santos Laguna fan now. I said, he's got your jersey on. Yeah. Did you you did a swap when you played uh, the Champions League against him? Yeah. So well, I was at TFC. I was in, I was coaching, but I played against him. And then obviously when he came to Toronto, I was, I was buzzing for him because I also thought he was a very good player. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then when we were at Santos and you know, I was coaching, give him a TFC one, he'd give me his jersey. And- it's funny, his son's got his up on the wall framed. Yours is out playing in the fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked him at TFC. I thought he was a hell of a player, and I was happy to see him get uh, – he went to – I think he went to one World Cup. He had yeah. a couple, couple of tournaments with the national team. Great guy. Lovely fellow, man. Really good guy. And it's uh, this – ESPN show that he's got is really cool as well. But what impressed me was they had Chiellini on for the full show. And the banter and Chiellini's excitement for for being in LA and particularly for El Trafico, it got me excited. It was was job done. Yeah. So we'll have to get Hercules Gomez and Giorgio Chiellini on the show. Hey, it's another another life for Chiellini. Just think. I mean, he's lived this unbelievable life in Italy and with the national team and a club football and massively successful. And then he leaves that literally like uh, Grosso said, he retired from football. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that's how they look at it. Right. And he ends up in LA and how can he not be having a good time? How can he not? He's still getting paid. Well, he's got a few good years left in him. He can really enjoy his football. I think they're going to have a, yeah. have a fun time there and they got a good side. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think when you're looking at now for a player like him, it's an opportunity for him now to really go enjoy his life with his family, play football. He's not going to have the pressure that he had in Europe. Not even close. And now it's just it's living life and playing football. I think it's no wonder he's so refreshed, those guys, when they're going there. Beautiful weather every day, the ocean, playing football. It's the American dream that most European guys want. Mm-hmm. Right. Because no matter how bad it gets, they just, it, it's never going to be that bad outside of the lines when you're living your life, going to the grocery store and things like that. They're still going to ask for you for your autographs over there in England or in Europe. They're going to they, sometimes they want to come for you physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, when they're in LA, they'll be going up, hey, can we get your autograph? You'll be like, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Tom Cruise behind you there. Do you mind? Yeah. I, I want Tom's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that LeBron James? Let me, I'll get LeBron's first. Yeah. Yeah. Chiellini would be in line for it too, right? Walk up to LeBron. LeBron be like, "Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, who's this Italian guy? Did you did you ever do anything to harm Liverpool? I, before we take a photo, I need to know. Did you ever do anything bad to my team? <laughs> uh, one of these guys that maybe next summer will be walking around uh, anonymously, Sergio Busquets. Fabrizio Romano said that uh, several MLS clubs have been chasing him this summer, but Barcelona say 100 percent he's going to stay. Hmm. That's a guy though that. I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but I just like that MLS would target a player like that. Same thing with, with Michael Bradley. Before that, it was just flashy players, goal scorers, wingers, maybe a, a big name, but not defensively minded players, not players that are would maybe educate and, and be teachers in the, in the squad. You're not paying for that, right? In the past, they didn't. So that I'd like to see. Did you mm-hmm. see Wayne, Ro- Wayne Rooney is linked with the DC United job? Yeah, Reportedly I saw that. Con- considering it. Yeah. D- DC acts Hernan Lozada in April. And so after uh, what was a weird like 18 months that he was at DC United when he left for Derby, I thought was just strange exit. And then he's got that big highlight reel moment where he ran back half the pitch, last man back to make that uh, tackle. And then he set he up. back and um, scored, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know he cro- crossed it from the halfway line. I That's forget. Right. Costa scored, yeah. Um, that's going to go down as one of the best plays in MLS. Well, at least the last 20 years. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no doubt he, he can manage. 
He's mm-hmm. a good coach. I mean, what he did with Darby Kanner, yeah, okay, they they got relegated, but I mean, they they were twenty one points down from the start. Deducted, and he yeah. came back, and he's nearly he, pulled it off. Nearly pulled it off. You know how hard that is. Oh my god, incredible! You win the, seven games, you're back to zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. honestly. And with a squad of friends, like a lot of old friends in the squad and guys have been counting out, they got no budget, right? But he got he got a lot out of uh, guys like Ravel Morrison and uh, Colin Kazim Richards. That's right. It was an interesting team that they had. I, I was pulling for them to see them do it because it was a remarkable fight that uh, almost till the very end. But Yeah, and he decided to stay there too because remember there was chatter about him actually making a move to Everton and he's like, no, I'm staying put. I'm gonna. Yeah. I have a job to do here, so that was good. That was good. Put him in good stead later on too. And you know the phone was ringing. Well, at least people were talking about it when Ollie was let go. That may maybe it's time for Rooney to make the jump. Could you imagine? I think we all discussed that, that was too early, and I think he made the right decision in not picking up the phone if that was actually happening. But if he comes back to MLS and coach DC United, I'd like to see that. It would certainly make. Uh, the East more interesting. I, th- I think he would do a. I think he would do a very good job. He gets the league. He understands it. He knows the travel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Knows the pains that come with the league. And I, I think he. I think he would do very, very well. And I get the impression, unlike Thierry Henry, I think Rooney wants to go through that grind. Not particularly the MLS grind, but like that that manager grind. That I can see someone of Henry's stature could get sick of quickly especially in a complicated place like MLS where you're dealing with Tam and Gam and all of these other rules, no relegation that doesn't apply in Europe. Yeah. Bruce yeah. Arena. I would think that Rooney would be less likely to fly uh, than Henri. He would stick it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. To see Bruce Arena taking the piss out of uh, New York City FC? Well, I shouldn't say taking the piss, but he just slammed what we all know is insane that they still play at Yankee Stadium. He's made some comments in the past before, but this game was nuts. New York had uh, three penalties in the first half. And like people say this all the time, that that field just, they shouldn't be playing professional games in that field still. No, it's a postage stamp. It's ridiculous. It's a child's pitch, right? What's the latest news? What are they doing? I don't know if there is any news. There's always some real estate deal in some part of Metro New York or the, well, not even Metro New York that they don't want to sink their teeth into because they can't get what they wanted. They wanted the shipyards, but now that's a real residential mixed area and ESPN's there and it's a media spot now. And there's just no land, man. There's just no space for them to do it in a place that's not New Jersey or deep Queens. Well, their owners are worth a trillion dollars. They must be able to figure something out. You think New York, yeah. man, complicated place. All right, guys. I think uh, I think that's it. Unless there's anything else you want to get to, Craiger. You look like you're ready to golf again, buddy. You doing a twilight round tonight? No, my back's killing me. <laughs> From carrying us all week, or what? The 36 holes you played the other day? Yeah. No. Oh no. Not good. It's <laughs> <laughs> the age, huh? Oh, hope not. Have you been out playing together yet? Since uh, you offended Jimmy, Craig, have you taken him out? No, no, no. Just we got to get, get him and Wonger out because that's the match. Oh right, and then we got to get you and Jimmy out for the penalty shootout. No, we got to do that. 
Yeah. And I got Jimmy losing on both accounts. <laughs> Ain't happening. Nice one. Well, hopefully this week we get uh, some more chatter. We've got a couple of big uh, Toronto FC guests that we're chasing. And lots going on with the club. So by the next time you hear from us, there might be some new signings that we're talking about. Uh, in the meantime, between time, cheers for listening. And as Charms always says, please, God, keep buying newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.